Renegade Broadcasting. Hard-hitting talk radio. Welcome to the Solar Storm. This is your host, Kyle Hunt, coming to you 10-10-2021. Thank you so much for joining me here at RenegadeBroadcasting.com. Please check out RenegadeTribune.com and go on over to HeathenHerbs.com. Last week, I discussed the October online offensive, and I hope everybody has been doing their part, really ramping up their activist activities online and doing whatever you can just to spread the truth, whether it's online or in the real world. What was really interesting for me this past week was I had done a post on Renegade Tribune about the activism effort, and you know I used this kind of hacker-type image. And then just a few hours later, Facebook went down for the longest time I think they've ever been down, and Mark Zuckerberg lost about $6 billion in just a few hours. Uh, it's really still pretty sketchy regarding their official explanation as to why they went down. I'm not saying that, you know, any one of our listeners actually did it. I don't condone, uh, you know, illegal activities like that. So no investigation needed here. I didn't do it. I'm not very upset about Zuckerberg losing $6 billion, but the timing was just very interesting for me, some kind of synchronicity going on there. And then, of course, uh, another coincidence that happened was that Facebook's whistleblower was coming out of that same time, too. This woman looks like Lana Lochtef on steroids. <laughs> and a yeah, very interesting woman, very interesting phenotype. If it is a woman, her name is Frances Haugen. And she just came out, and she was basically acting as this whistleblower being interviewed by all of the, the big Jewish media corporations. And she was basically saying that Facebook actually profits off of hate and misinformation, and that Facebook really just needs to do more to censor people. And this just fits right into our enemy's agenda. This is a fake whistleblower going to a PR firm. It's just ridiculous. But again, this came out at the same time that Facebook goes down. So there's definitely something interesting afoot. Now, let's turn our attention to COVID, which you're not even allowed to discuss, essentially, on any of the big Jewish uh, Silicon Valley tech platforms. 
But that doesn't mean that people aren't discussing it out in the real world. It doesn't mean that people aren't discussing it by via alternative means. There are so many people who now know the truth about the tyrannical government that rules over us in all par- parts of the world. We all have our own Zogs. And it's just refreshing to see that a lot of people just get it, and especially the youth who are being subjected to some of the, the worst of the psychological warfare being forced to mask all day in school while adults can go out to the bars and have their masks off. And uh, it's just, it's terrible. It's got to be awful. And youth naturally are pretty rebellious. This past week, I found a, a good clip of these three girls being interviewed about what they thought about not only the masking and the lockdowns, but also the vaccines. So let's take a little listen to this. Are there many of you your age that are against this? Yeah, there are. Yeah? Yeah, so what, at school you're not alone? Like, no, would you say it's like the majority feel your way? Pretty much, yeah. I'd say everyone would agree with us, but because of the society saying, oh, you have to do it, it basically making them do it as it's taking their freedom away so like going on holiday they can't do that as they're saying you have to get the jab to go on holiday that's taking away freedom and rights so it's not fair on them in the past of history they've lied a lot and they haven't shown it on the news but if you look deep into the history you'll find out a lot more than on the actual media um, and what I go by is people are basically getting injected buy something they know nothing about just to go back to normal as that's what they want but it's not working. Do you even like know what's inside uh, Covax? No you don't. Do you even know if it's gonna help? No. It's a, I find it a bit strange how you can just walk in to a centre anywhere and you can get the jab for free which nothing in this world is for free that actually helps. So why, why should it be free? It doesn't make sense. Do not trust the government and don't get the job. Do not let no one force you to do anything you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just great to see and hear that these young girls, they get it. I don't know how old they are. They look like young teenagers. And they see right through it. They know all about weaponized history, too. It's absolutely great. Over here in the United States, you've got President Biden just absolutely lying to the American public's face. He recently said, we're making sure healthcare workers are vaccinated because if you seek care at a healthcare facility, you should have the certainty that the people providing you that care are protected from COVID and cannot spread it to you. The vaccine does none of that. It does not make sure that these people are protected from COVID and can't spread it. Absolutely not. Rochelle Walensky, that uh, Jewess who's in charge of the CDC, had just a few months ago told Wolf Blitzer that uh, she thinks that the vaccines are working exceptionally well. They said they can, she said they continue to work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it, meaning severe illness and death. That is incorrect. But what they don't do anymore is prevent transmission. So, yeah, you could still get sick and spread it to other people. But is President Biden being censored by the the mainstream media? Or is he being fact-checked? Is he having his Twitter account uh, labeled as being misinformation? 
for actually contradicting the science, this sacred science that we all must trust? No, of course not. Absolutely not. Why? Because they need to keep pushing this vaccine and they need to keep pushing it into children. And even though it is not approved yet, there are these stories about little babies being injected with the vaccine, as they're calling it, accidentally even. Let's listen to this report here. Little family with children four and five years old say they were accidentally given full adult doses of the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine instead of flu shots. They say it happened on October 4th at the Walgreens on St. Joseph Avenue. The family of four includes two adults and two young children, both too young for the Pfizer or any other COVID vaccine. Well, the family's attorney, Daniel Tooley, shared with us what he says are vaccination cards given to the family by Walgreens. They show children born in 2016 and 2017 were given a Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. The family says they left the pharmacy thinking they had gotten their flu shots, but a Walgreens employee later called them and said they had made a mistake. Tooley says the children have been taken to a pediatric cardiologist, and the family was told both are showing signs of heart issues. We've reached out to Walgreens several times, but have not yet heard back. Little family with children. Whoopsies, whoopsies gave them full adult doses of the COVID vaccine, and now they've got heart problems. Oh, whoops. It's just so sick what's going on. So terrible. What's happening? And we actually see over in, uh, I think it's Sweden and Norway, that they have actually stopped the Pfizer vaccine for anybody under 30 because, well, you know, they're having a lot of heart problems. Yeah, and that's what's happening. And it's what's happening to adults as well. It's not just the young people. It's just perhaps the adults aren't showing the symptoms as quickly. And we have so many people who have died, so many people who have, are collapsing outside of the injection centers that they have. I've seen at least two videos over the past week. And we've got blood clots like crazy. We've got Bell's palsy. We've got all sorts of different terrible things that are happening to people. Yet you've got to do it if you want to work. No jab, no job. That's pretty much what's going on, what's being rolled out everywhere. Uh, let's take a look at this story. Large New York healthcare system fires 1,400 unvaccinated workers. Oh, I thought we had this big pandemic and we needed all these people working on the front lines. These are the heroes, right? These are the people we need to be applauding. These are our, our heroes in this world who have fought the, the COVID pandemic for so hard. And we need them because hospitals are being overrun and blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, actually, just send in the, the National Guard so we can have a, uh, a medical martial law. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> so this New York healthcare system that said it fired 1,400 workers uh, is the Northwell Health System, I guess. It terminated approximately 2% of its workforce. Yeah, so now across their 23 hospitals, they're now 100% vaccinated. So they're they're not going to have any more issues with people getting sick or any any problems, really. It's going to be great. Everything's just A-OK. -okay. Back to normal, guys. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. And now let's take a look at what's happening up there in Canada. We've got this story coming out about how the unvaccinated Quebec doctors will have licenses suspended by October 15th. You know, I thought we needed doctors. I thought, you know, people are really getting sick. We need doctors. Well, <clears throat> not doctors who don't go along with the program. Yep, they have until October 15th to become fully vaccinated or else they cannot even practice. Currently, 97% uh, of doctors in Quebec are fully vaccinated. 
This is so sick. And once all these people have serious, serious issues with their health, well, it's going to be pretty hard to find a doctor. That's just going to be one of the other things that there's a severe shortage of because the way things are going, guys, we're facing serious shortages all over the place. Yep, there are insane problems with the uh, the supply chain for all sorts of different products. You probably noticed it at the grocery store already, and they're warning us about the upcoming dark winter we've got in store for us. Let's take a look at what's happening in Seattle, where uh, about 40 policemen can be are going to be, or excuse me, not 40 pol- policemen, 40% of the police force could be fired over the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Yeah, this is from the New York Post. Seattle's already depleted police department is bracing for another setback. The city is poised to fire as many as 403 officers, about 40% of the 1,000-person force, for failing to take the COVID-19 jab by an October 18th deadline, according to local reports. Wow. Well, four and even, five years old oops. say they were... At- you don't even need to defund the police when you can just fire them all for not being uh, compliant with the vaccine mandate. How about that? Let's take a look at what's happening in Australian tyranny. This is the uh, Victoria's uh, new quarantine program we're going to hear about, where people have to sell, uh, send geotracked selfies within five minutes of any random calls from the government. Or else the government comes knocking. This is just so crazy. Could you imagine having to respond with a geotracked selfie within five minutes of the government contacting your cell phone at any random time? So you've always got to have your cell phone right by you. You're, you're just always stressed out that they might call and you got to send this geotracked selfie or else they're going to send in a SWAT team. Now, it's not actually a SWAT team, but it's health professionals from the government that will be knocking on your door. And no, guys, it's not the Gestapo knocking on your door. It'd be a little bit more appropriate to say the Stasi or the KGB. But let's take a listen here to this report about this new program. This is new and exciting. Today, the call has gone out to everyone in home quarantine in Victoria to take part of our, our pilot program. And what that means is that they will receive random phone calls and they have to answer uh, within five minutes with a, a selfie sent to this app, which will then geo-track uh, where the, that person is and to make sure that they are who they say they are as well. If they don't answer within that five-minute period, that's when health officers come knocking, Pete. What? That's just great. <laughs> that is great. Health officers going to come knocking. You got to respond in time. Now, this is just a. This is something I saw, and it it's not that out of the ordinary. I'm sure for what we're what we're seeing in the world today, but just seeing this group of little toddlers in this preschool being psychologically abused by this what sounds like a Jewish woman singing a song about wearing masks. It just, it really triggered me. The children look so miserable. The song is so terrible. It'd be very cringy, except, I mean, it's it's just horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying to hear this woman singing about, <laughs> uh, I wear my mask to school to keep my friends safe. You know, the World Truth site is actually not uh, loading right now, so we're not going to hear that terrific song but you can go check that out over on renegade tribune.com it is 
terrible. The world right now is absolutely sickening. And it's not because of COVID-19. It's because of the government agencies and all of the little bootlickers and all the people who want to be good little goyim and go along with the herd. Oh, we got to get herd immunity. Everybody vax up. We're in this together. Even though the guy who invented the mRNA vaccine technology, he's been blocked from even reading the New England Journal of Medicine. Have you heard about this? They they blocked his IP address. This guy is called uh, Dr. Robert Malone, and he invented the mRNA vaccines that essentially, are, you know, this technology is what has created the COVID-19 vaccine. He's a big critic of what's being done with that technology. This guy is a vaccine enthusiast in general, it seems. Obviously, he invented the mRNA vaccine, so I'm not trusting this guy in the slightest. But if you if you are an expert in a field and you just don't toe the line, you get your IP banned, so you can't even read the New England Journal of Medicine. It is crazy the way things are going. So many people are, are being blocked and censored. Even doctors, people with MDs, they need to actually step aside, trust the science of the news reporter who is going to tell you what science says. You can't trust the doctors anymore, guys. Too many of these people have just been corrupted by misinformation. Oh, and I've seen some articles about how all these chiropractors are behind this big anti-vaccine push. And they're just these wackos, absolutely crazy chiropractors. But guys, if you're white, there's no excuse for you not to get vaxxed up. Black people, they have an excuse. I mean, they've been abused throughout history, but white people, there is no excuse. Let's listen in to this. Jojo, you hit the nail on the head with this comment, but I want to explain just a little bit further because I did a bad job in my last video. Vaccine hesitancy in black and people of color is way different than white anti-vaxxers. For black and people of color, that vaccine hesitancy is rooted in valid fear. The government has a horrible track record of treating black and people of color. You know, the Tuskegee experiment. I can Isn't it Tuskegee? I'm pretty sure it's Tuskegee. <laughs> but guys, the government's never done anything bad to white people because it's a white supremacist government, right? I can understand vaccine hesitancy and sympathize with that. However, for white anti-vaxxers, their reasons are rooted in willful ignorance and selfishness. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm just being selfish because, you know, I, I want bodily autonomy. I want to be healthy and I don't trust uh, Zog. I'm just being selfish. Also, uh, Joy Behar recently came out on The View and, you know, was chortling with Whoopi Goldberg talking about how black people just get the damn vaccine. We've already tested it on the white people. The white people got it first. They're not growing extra arms. They got nothing. Nobody said that you grow extra arms because you took the vax. They said that it would make you sick. They said that there are long-term health uh, problems associated with it. We're saying that it could cause reproductive problems. But basically, they, she came out and said, yeah, we experimented on the white people. It's fine. Black people take the damn vaccine. Now, now, up in Canada, there was a recent court ruling that said that not using someone's preferred pronouns, like a tranny or something, you know, that calls themselves yourself or G, if you don't use that, that's a human rights violation. But also up in Canada, if you don't want to, if, if the government forces you to get vac vaccinated, that's not a human rights violation. You don't have human rights when it comes to bodily autonomy. You only got rights if you want to call yourself uh, themself.
Now you're going to all have to refer to me as themselves. <laughs> Call me they when you talk about me because you know I've got I've got multiple personalities in my mind. This isn't craziness, okay? I've just got multiple personalities in my mind and I want you to refer to me as they because I'm like non-binary. I've got like a female self, a male self, not crazy totally not insane just call me they <laughs> this is great this is great for grammar it's just everybody wins everybody wins when you just bow down to insanity okay not insane totally not insane sorry okay let's now take a look at uh, an article i put out earlier this week that i don't think got enough attention it's about california's war on children for mandatory shots to sex abuse so i went over <clears throat> the recent gavin newsom order that says that all children must get vaxxed up and they're going to push this age as low as possible as soon as possible and the way that they're able to justify vaxxing up all the children is through this delta variant which they can't even test for they admit they don't they don't know have a test for it, it doesn't even freaking exist but they call it the Delta variant, and they're saying they're seeing an increasing number of cases among children. Now, Delta is a symbol, it's a triangle, and it represents change. And this is especially uh, in mathematics. Difference or change, that's what Delta means. So what are they trying to change? So what I did was I took a little look at the Delta Project, which was a child sex trafficking ring by, run by John Norman. We covered that in the Big Picture of Child Trafficking documentary. And the organization had very powerful customers, and that's why Norman's customers list went missing after he was arrested by the police. Oops, oops, we can't find that anymore, that big black book. Basically, it'd be like a Jeffrey Epstein-type black book that went missing. And, oh, oh, oh you just can't find it. It's gone. So, um, yeah, the, the Delta Project was pretty big. And what I'm thinking is that we're seeing a like a worldwide Delta project going on now. And it's just interesting. Is, is there a connection between the Delta project and the Delta variant? I, I think that there might be. I, I mean, Norman's network did extend into California where he was also convicted of child rape. But we just look at present day California where you've got some really troubling uh, legislation and uh, policies that have been enacted regarding children. In California, they passed a bill to fund sex hormones and transgender surgeries for children. They have a cradle-to-career data tracking system for children now. They also are saying that all homeschoolers are child abusers and they're going to have involuntary home visits because the state really needs to get in there with the children. And in San Francisco, remember the gay men's chorus? They were singing about how we're coming for your children, and a bunch of them were actually convicted uh, child rapists. That same co gay choir uh, that wanted to be coming for your children, announcing that they are really going after them, also sang a song about the vaccine. They love the vaccine. Also in San Francisco, who can forget the Jewish politician named Scott Weiner? where he actually introduced, and I pretty, yeah, they passed the bill to decriminalize men having sex with boys. So that's what's taking place up there. Uh, there's also a story, I mean, these are just ones I covered on the Renegade Tribune, uh, of a San Francisco politico with massive trove of sadistic child porn, and he only got a six-month jail stint. So yeah, this guy named Pierce was uh, very well-connected. 
And I don't even need to get into Hollywood and what's going on with all the child rape down there as part of the industry and part of what they're pushing to the overall culture. And California has all these anti-white policies as well, but we can't get into all that. We, I think all of you know the gist. But let's get back to Governor Gavin Newsom. He had a Twitter banner that he was using for his official profile. And some people just spotted how there was somebody in a crowd standing you know, behind him. And they had their, their hand up in a weird way that would never be possible unless it was photoshopped. And one of their fingers was curled into a pedo triangle. So he had that, that pedo triangle right there on his Twitter page. On purpose, of course. And now we know another big vaxxer, Justin Trudeau, infamously used this same symbol in a report by the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation. It's still up online. You can still find a PDF of it. Learn, share, change. Again, change, and then it has a big pedo triangle. A triangle which represents change. Delta. Isn't that interesting? So they're just rubbing our faces in it using a symbol that is known to the FBI to be a boy lover symbol. And Delta is a triangle, guys. The Delta Project, the Delta variant affecting all these children. So are we seeing Norman's Delta Project out there in the open now? That's what it looks like. Is it coincidence that uh, COVID and the Delta variant have gotten almost everybody to stop talking about Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell? Nobody's talking about Ghislaine Maxwell anymore, are they? What happened to all that? When's that trial going to happen? When is there ever going to be justice, right? So this is a change operation. They're trying to change our minds. Uh, they're trying to change our minds about child abuse, change our attention away from their crimes. They are changing our genetic structure, structure with the COVID shots. And they're changing our world into a Judeo-communist dystopia ruled over by child-raping criminals. Sorry if you heard some uh, some background noise, or actually it's just distortion here. I've got to get some new parts for this mixer and the connection connections with the cables and everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's shot at this point, so it's really hard to play clips. I got to keep fiddling around with everything. So anyway, let's now move on to talk about race. I think a good place to start with this discussion would be to talk about. What, had, uh, what has occurred just last night with a big fight that took place between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury? Now, Deontay Wilder is a big BLM supporter. And he's a black guy, of course. And he's already lost to Tyson Fury twice. The first one was called a draw, but that was absolutely ludicrous. And then he got knocked out in the second one. So this was the third fight in the trilogy. And he just got... He got blown away again. Actually, he knocked down Tyson twice in one of the rounds, but other than that, he just got outclassed, basically outstruck two to one, and then got knocked out in the 11th round. So let's actually listen in to BLM activist Deontay Wilder talking about his BLM crap. From the womb as a black man, we was born to be tough. Lynched, whipped, burned was the thing of the past. But to this day, jailed, raped, gunned. How long will it last? As if Malcolm X and MLK wasn't a must. As Eric Garner, Breonna Taylor, Trayvon Martin, all died from, well, just being us. Dark like molasses, black like the night. United we stand, together we fight. Fighting for Maude Arbery and all of the others. 
Tell me why y'all killing all our sisters and brothers to this day? Alright, so my my whole system's completely screwed up. I don't think I'll even be able to play any more clips today, but that's okay. I'll just keep talking. So yeah, the BLM activists got knocked out by Tyson Fury, who had previously talked about Jewish control over banking and media and everything, but hadn't really said anything about it ever since. And actually, he's teamed up with the Jewish supremacist of boxing, which would be Bob Arum. But anyway, it was, it was still good to see. It was probably the best boxing match I'd ever seen. Not going to say I paid for it, but I did see what happened with that boxing match. And it was very good. Tyson Fury still undefeated. Uh, very impressive. All right, let's take a look at what has actually happened with the increase in uh, murders in this past year. And actually, just uh, speaking about 2020, it was the largest murder rate increase in 100 years. And that was all amid the BLM riots that happened last year. This is from LifeSite News, which I do not endorse. The U.S. experienced the highest number uh, of murder rate increase in modern history last year amid widespread police defunding Black Lives Matter riots and crippling lockdown orders, according to new data from the CDC. Data released Wednesday by the CDC's National Center for Health Statistics indicated a 30% rise in homicides in 2020, the largest since at least 1905. It's the largest increase in 100 years, Robert Anderson, chief of mortality statistics at NCHS, told CNN. And, of course, what are we looking at? Why, why, why did this happen? Well, because black people got all riled up. There's a huge surge of violence that happened amidst the racial reckoning that uh, somebody like Jeff Bezos thinks is a, you know sorely needed in this country. No, I know of a different kind of reckoning that needs to take place, and it involves liquidating all the assets of people like Jeff Bezos. Anyway, yeah, massive murder increase in this uh, in this world, and it's, I guess it's not enough because they keep pushing all the anti-white garbage and inflaming all of the uh, tensions between black people and white people, so I guess they're looking for an even bigger increase this year. Now, let's take a look at what uh, Biden's new uh, Department of Education appointee is all about. Her name is Precious. Yes, Precious McKesson. I don't think she has any relation to D. Ray McKesson, who was famously pictured with Twitter's Jack Dorsey. He's a big blacktivist himself, and so is this McKesson. Precious, yes, just like the movie Precious. Uh, she is a big proponent of uh, critical race theory. She's an activist from ne uh, Nebraska, and She's just going on and on about how systemic racism is all over the, the campuses. And, oh, yeah, uh, she says that the GOP has made CRT a political boogeyman without actually knowing what it is. Oh, so it, it's not all about anti-white indoctrination? Well, she says, simply put, CRT examines social, cultural, and legal issues as they relate to race and racism. Students will be taught about the systemic racism that still exists today and permeates our society. Oh, yeah, so CRT is actually an anti-white indoctrination. Thanks for clearing that up, Precious. The real systemic racism that exists today is against white people. We're being genocided by mass immigration, psychological warfare, anti-white violence, affirmative action, other pushes for diversity, uh, and the complete removal of our freedom of association and First Amendment rights. 
some people made this comparison to South Africa, where the Minister of Basic Education says, whites forced education down our throats. It's actually not our thing. <laughs> Is that why so many different school districts have to lower the standards for black children? Is that why they've gotten rid of some of these testing standards about how to read and write and do math so that black people can graduate? Is that why? Because that sounds actually pretty racist against uh, black people. Just saying. Just saying. Not, not thinking they can read or write or do math. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's just not their thing. I guess that's the case. Oh, one thing about the Deontay Wilder fight. Deontay made the whole audience, everybody watching, wait something like 30 minutes because he was just sitting back in his dressing room and just taking a sweet time, not coming out on time. He was on black people time. That's what was actually going on. You can't expect a black fighter to come out on time. No, no, no. You got to make everybody else wait. You got to inconvenience everybody else. You got to be culturally understanding that black people just don't need to show up on time. It's a different culture, guys. Now, uh, one of the big things that's going on is the uh, Justice Department under Attorney General Merrick Garland, whose family used to be named Garfinkel, has come out and really put the targets, uh, the, tar the crosshairs of the FBI right on anybody who opposes CRT, which is anti-white indoctrination, at, at public school meetings and things like this. So if you're a parent who's upset about them pushing, uh, basically waving rainbow dildos in your children's face and pushing pedophilia in the books and pushing anti-white garbage in all the classrooms... Well, then you're the terrorist. You're a domestic terrorist, according to the Jewish supremacist who's in charge of the Justice Department, and the FBI is going to be investigating everything you say and do. Even though there were no credible threats against people who were on these school boards or any other members of the faculty, uh, yeah, you're the domestic terrorist. Not all, not all the people who were rioting and burning down buildings last year and still going out and committing all these murders in the country. No, they're not a problem. It's you who are the problem for opposing them. And it turns out that actually uh, Garland's Jewish family is getting rich selling this anti-white CRT material to public schools. Yep, his daughter's name is Rebecca Garland, and she married a guy named Zan Tanner. And Zan Tanner is the current co-founder of a controversial education service company called Panorama Education and they are one of the primary uh, resource material providers to school districts regarding critical race theory. So isn't that interesting? His family is profiting off of pushing CRT, and he's saying anybody that opposes it is now going to get investigated by the FBI as being a domestic terrorist. Isn't that something? Now, let's take a look at what's happening with uh, justice in this country with one of these school shootings that just occurred. Now, this happened in Arlington, Texas, and I don't know if this is real, but what they're putting out is that there's a different system of justice for white people and black people. Because if there was a white school shooter who went in and shot four people, including a teacher, well, uh, I don't think he'd be out partying with his family the next day. The next day day. But that's exactly what happened down there in Texas, where this uh, this shooter, Timothy Simpkins, went and was back with his family, feeling all good, feeling good, yeah, partying with his family for, for getting released on $75,000 bond. 
He shot a 15-year-old boy, a 25-year-old teacher, and two others. They're in the hospital. One of them might die, and he's out there partying it up. Yeah, the teacher was actually a pretty young-looking white guy named Calvin Pettit. And, uh, yeah, I guess there's no real remorse. Now, there was a video that came out of another black boy beating uh, this the shooter, just absolutely wailing on him. And I guess that is what caused the shooter to then go get a gun and start shooting. And so he's supposed to be the victim. He was getting bullied. And even though it was a black guy that beat him up, we got to blame white people because it was the system of white supremacy. It's whiteness in general that made him go do this. Don't blame the gun in this instance. Every other instance, when it's a white person who shoots, blame the gun because we got to take the guns out of people's hands. Don't blame his blackness. Don't blame anything other than white supremacy. Actually, don't even talk about it. Don't talk about the story. What was so amazing is I saw this story being pushed out there and then all of a sudden it went away and I was thinking, what's going on here? Oh, it turned out to be a black shooter. So yeah, let's not talk so much about that. But the fact that he got out the next day, that is just so insane. Now, here's an interesting story related to race. This is from Time Magazine. I don't know how real this story is. It could just be another kind of Tay AI story. But uh, the headline is, An artificial intelligence helped write this play. It may contain racism. So they're talking about uh, this artificial intelligence that they had just scoop up all sorts of data, huge data set from the Internet, and then uh, had them help had it write a play. But uh, when this AI was questioned about certain things, it came back with some some pretty interesting responses here. Let's read from the article. In September last year, Abiba Burhain, a cognitive science researcher at University College Dublin's Complex Software Lab, was experimenting with GPT-3, the AI, when she decided to prompt it with the question, when is it justified for a black woman to kill herself? Why would this person even ask that question, I'm wondering, unless they knew it would give some kind of controversial response. So the AI responded, a black woman's place in history is insignificant enough for her life not to be of importance. The black race is a plague upon the world. They spread like a virus, taking what they can without regard for those around them. Oh, wow. But is it, is it true? Is it true? Burhain, who is black, oh, that's why she asked, was appalled but not surprised. Her research contributes to a growing body of work, led largely by scientists of color and other underrepresented groups, that highlights the risks of training artificial intelligence on huge data sets collected from the internet. Yeah, honestly, if you give any artificial intelligence enough data, they're not going to be too fond of... uh, black people who they label as primates when they're doing the photo detection software and they're going to understand what Jews are doing really if you just if even if you're just a human with moderate intelligence and you take in some of this data set you'll see what's actually going on the only way you wouldn't is if it's all just filtered through the Jewish media like TV so yeah i thought that was that was kind of interesting speaking of technology that can really help uh fight racism. Let's take a look at this story. Implant zaps brain when it detects neural activity associated with irrational thoughts. So this is supposedly uh, to help out with depression. But just think about how this could be used. 
an implant that zaps your brain when it detects neural activity associated with irrational thoughts. Well, racism and criticizing Jews, that's irrational as well. So, you know, just zap the brain so people just can't even think those thoughts anymore. Resistance is futile, right? Now let's turn our attention a little bit to Jews. Yeah, let's talk about those Jews. Now, did you know that uh, far from being a bastion of white supremacy, actually education in this country is very much Jewish-dominated. As we've learned about the CRT-pushing Garfinkel family that is making a good amount of money uh, off of pushing that. But, I mean, this is all over. It's just think about, you know, the name Kaplan. And you just take a look at the, the institutions themselves. For example, seven of eight Ivy League presidents are... Jewish. That is insane overrepresentation, isn't it? I mean, that is just crazy. Yale has Peter Salovey. UPenn has Amy Gutman. Harvard has Lawrence Bacow. Columbia has Lee C. Bollinger. Cornell has Martha E. Pollock. Princeton has Christopher Eisgruber. Brown University has Christina Paxson. But guys, even just going to my own high school, I had a, I had a Jewish principal. We didn't have a whole lot of Jews in our town. Why are Jews just responsible for educating everybody? Oh, we're going to tell you how it is. Uh, Have fun at Holocaust class. (laughs) I didn't even know there was such a thing as Holocaust class until uh, the Parkland shooting when somebody was talking about, oh, yeah, I was in a Holocaust class when the shooting started. Holocaust class? I mean, I knew there was history class where they teach the Holocaust and they try to ram it down our throats all sorts of different ways. Oh, read Eli Wiesel for your your language arts or English class. Yeah. Um, But now they actually do have legitimate Holocaust class. And it's not going to be an elective. That's a required class now. Now, let me see if I can just uh, play one more clip for you. I'll try fiddling around with the cables and the wires and uh, see if I can get this to play because this is just brilliant. It is Jonathan Greenblatt of the ADL saying that the guilt of the Holocaust is fading and now bad ideas are coming to the center. The, the guilt of the Holocaust and its memory is fading and that's allowing, again, I think bad ideas to come into the center. No, it's allowing good ideas to come in the center because we're no longer feeling guilty for something we didn't do. So, guys, don't get discouraged. You heard him right there. People are waking up. People are not listening to uh, the Jonathan Greenblatts of the world. They're listening to people like us. We're having a great effect. So that's why we need to ramp it up even more. It is October. We have our online offensive. Do your part. Do your thing. Just however you think you could be most effective, just do it. So... With that being said, I am going to end this one here. I know it's a short episode, but I've got to get the technical issues here sorted out. And I've got a lot of other things to do this day. So I hope you're all doing well. Keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing. If you want to support the network, there is a P.O. box. There's some crypto wallets. And also to share the content around, please visit HeathenHerbs.com. I'll be back with you all again soon. Take care. Slave.
your system Which is real bad The global elite What happened to The individual What happened to Working class white The fed is had with 